Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is Tabitha Carroll. Tabitha was a former elementary school teacher who quit her full-time job to start up the Smartphone Marketing School. It's a blog and a membership site where she shares smartphone design techniques with fellow online marketers. Through her course and her content, she's teaches her members how to leverage um, just their cell phones to create professional videos, product videos, and social media designs without the need of camera equipment, Photoshop, or outsourcing design work. She's here to tell us a little bit about herself and her background about how she got started in this part of um, social media marketing and why she decided that she needed to take the jump from being a teacher for 13 years to a full-time entrepreneur. So with that said, Tabitha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chi. I'm super excited to be here. Great, Tabitha. So tell us your background, you know, tell us your origin story. How did you get from Tabitha to the smartphone marketing school? (laughs) Well, I had no business background at all. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. I um, am a career teacher and got my degree in teaching elementary education. So um, about halfway through my teaching career, I got a new position where I was um, teaching in a Spanish immersion program and I was teaching fourth grade and needed to um, kind of really supplement what I was doing there. So I was creating, um, trying to learn how to create my own activities and games and things for my students. And I came across a website, an open marketplace where teachers can um, sell their unique lesson plans and activities and all that good stuff that they've created for their own classroom. They can actually sell those files, digital files online at this site to other teachers. So for me, it was a win-win. I was already investing all this extra time into supplementing my curriculum. So I started posting there. And that was, I mean, I had done some other things in the past, cake decorating and just here and there, but that was my first um, step into um, my own business. And it has gone really well. I still um, get passive income from my store that I have there and the site's called Teachers Pay Teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but it was just very exhausting, obviously, because it continued to demand more and more of my time. And Mm -hmm. I discovered things that, you know, I needed to be doing besides just creating as a business owner, I need to be marketing. So I was trying to, um, I started a YouTube channel. I'm taking product videos, product photos with my husband's camera equipment because he is um, a, a photographer as a hobby. And so he had all the stuff, thankfully. But for me, I'm just, you know, a school teacher trying to market my side hustle. Mm-hmm. And it was exhausting and very difficult. So much learning curve and the setup and the um, then um, transferring everything to my desktop and learning the software on there. I was spending so much time that I didn't have at all to um, to create just one video or, you know, um, a session of product photos. So when I... Um, upgraded my iPhone. I've always had iPhone, but when I upgraded to iPhone six was Mm -hmm. really when I was like, wait a minute, 
this camera is not that bad. And I started substituting it instead of my husband's camera for photos. And then, um, I think the six S I started using video as well, using it for video. And I just love the fact that I could, could take that footage and I didn't have to be at a desktop to, to process it and to, to create and edit that video. I could sit on the couch cause I was already exhausted after mm-hmm. spending a long day at work and I just fell in love with it. And I just kept playing around, playing around, exploring new apps, all this stuff. And on, at the same time I was, um, kind of sharing here and there because I'm in a, a niche community of entrepreneurs in this teaching mm-hmm. um, website world. And so I had friends asking how I was doing things and I just realized how much I loved sharing. You know, I am a teacher at heart anyway. And I was like kind of looking to 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 go into a different direction, um, to move away a little bit from the um, teacher resource mm-hmm. um world that I was in. And so I just started an Instagram account, first of all, and then it went to a website blog. Then it um, went to a membership to monetize and also provide um, in-depth content. And it's just um, gone really well. And that's um, kind of where I'm at right now. Mm. Wow, that's a very long and very indirect journey to where you are. But I want to go back <laughs> a, a little a little bit I want to go back, you know, a couple years before you actually got started. You mentioned your husband now. I know from reading your bio and listening to a few podcasts that you've done that um, you met your husband online. And, of course, you became fluent as a result of meeting your husband because he's from Argentina and um, you're from the United States. And, you know, you had to communicate. So tell us a little bit about that story and then how you learned Spanish. Because I think that thread ties into what you did with building the SBMS uh, school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's my favorite story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm just um, a girl that fell in love with Spanish. I had an awesome professor at college, and I'd always loved to travel, so I spent a couple months in Honduras. But I wasn't really making headway with my fluency, mm. and um, it was just a hobby, but also a passion that I wanted to become fluent. And so, um, online, there is this really um, obscure website called lingolux.com and I probably I'll probably go in after and um, check if it's still up we always go in like every year or so and see if, if it's still there um but basically you get pen pals um from anywhere in the world that mm-hmm. um wants to do an inner exchange um and communicate kind of like pen pals back in the day but yeah. it's online to practice each other's target language. Um, I believe it's just for English and Spanish. It may have been other languages as well. Mm -hmm. But so I I had a ton of um, friends that I was communicating with, and he was one of them. And um, it just, um, I mean, goodness, it was probably four or five months of just chatting and everything before there was any kind of like interest beyond just you know, being practicing the language. And then it kind of just went from there. And it was perfect for me to kind of build up my language skills because first there's just a lot of um, writing, texting, chat, that kind of thing where mm-hmm. I wasn't because I wasn't yet ready to to vocally be fluent. Mm. And then um, I got an Nextel phone. And so we like, <laughs> would just like 
walkie talkie each other all the time. And then that's really helped me with my oral fluency. And, um, then of course, um, things got serious. We met each other first in Peru because he couldn't get a, um, tourist visa. He tried and he was denied. Um, he was young male, (laughs) not the ideal candidate. And then, um, so we ended up doing the fight fiance visa. And, um, I visited him a ton in Argentina. We got married in Argentina and then I had to come back. Actually, um, I was, you know, I'm a school teacher. And so I had to come back by myself, um, the summer we got married because I still had to do my job and his papers hadn't gotten through. So it was a really weird situation. And then in October of that year, 2007, he got his um, paperwork and he came over right away and we got married like the second day that he arrived in the United States for the first time ever. It was just kind of like, he, <laughs> you know, we just jumped in, you know, um, do or die. Yeah. And um, it's been amazing because, um, you know, Obviously, that helped me um, land the teaching job that Mm -hmm. I got that actually got me involved with creating these resources Mm -hmm. in my business. But he as well is actually his um, background is graphic design. That's um, what he's done. So I learned so much from that. And he's just, you know, digitally artistic, all that good stuff Mm -hmm. with, um, photography and what looks right and what doesn't. So, um, he's kind of mentored me in that way, which has been, um, so helpful because, you know, I was, um, really clueless about a lot of the things that I needed to create, uh, marketing visuals for my business with design and video Mm -hmm. and, um, it's kind of nice when you're married to somebody that can say, Hey, you know, these colors, um, don't go, or this needs to contrast better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's such a wonderful and awesome story because when I listened to that on several podcasts that you had done, I was like, huh, there's actually a thread between, you know, her meeting this guy and her starting this business because I, Personally, when I imagine teachers, especially teachers that I went to college with in the States, I know a lot of them are focused on, you know, helping kids build their skills, teaching them. They're passionate about all that. And they're usually not thinking about, you know, starting a business or running a business or even being creative outside of the classroom. But, you know, you meet this person online and that thread becomes a relationship, which becomes a business inspiration, which leads to you creating this enterprise that you have where you are now leveraging his expertise into your business and you've created something together. So I just wanted to learn more and to tell people that, you know what, don't close yourself up to uh, serendipitous experiences that you may encounter while you're going across your, your business or your life. Yeah, absolutely. You have just no idea like how your, you know, future can completely change just, you know, by one one meeting, one day, one conversation, it can be life-changing. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. So tell us more about um, you know, creating visual content with the iPhone. I know I currently use an iPhone myself, but I prefer this medium of podcasting and talking i am not very creative it's such a chore for me to you know even (laughs) (laughs) even take photos and post them on instagram i when people ask me i was at a meeting yesterday somebody asked me oh what's my instagram i'm like oh i don't use my instagram you know you can can find me on linkedin but tell us more about being able to especially if you don't have that creative or artistic um 
talent or skill set to start creating visual and engaging mediums on Facebook and whatever social media platform? Well, I would just say that this is the age, 2018, it's the age of um, not having to be professional at all mm. <laughs> <laughs> and getting, I mean, look at all the viral videos. Are they usually well edited, professional? Like, no, not mm. at all. Um, it's usually anything that just captures uh enjoyable moment, authentic, relatable, all that good stuff. So what I recommend to people, I mean, I, I'm proof that yes, I've always, um, um, loved creating and I do consider myself a creative spirit, but I did not know rules or anything like that when it comes to design and all that good stuff. It's totally can be self-taught and you just need to practice. And what I am really encouraging people right now is to start with stories, whether it's Facebook stories. Um, most people should have um, that at their Facebook page if you have a Facebook page. But if you are promoting your business from your personal account, you've got stories right there too. Mm -hmm. Or um, also Instagram stories because um, you can be as unedited. In fact, you want to be um, as possible and you can show behind the scenes of what you're working on, your business, if you um, have an inspirational moment mm -hmm. and you just want to impact your audience and share that, you can share that. Whenever you find something helpful that's helping you, you can just get on really quick and do a story and let people know that. Um, so I always recommend that because even though you may think, oh, well, I'm just like pressing the record button or I'm just taking a photo really quick. Mm -hmm. Every time you're doing that, you are learning, you're practicing, you're getting better at visual content creation, whether you realize it or not, you know, because you'll start being like, well, hey, you know, now I can add a filter. Well, maybe I'll add some text. Where mm -hmm. where should that text go? What color should I use? Like these um, questions will just be popping up as you're posting to stories and they'll keep making you better and better. And so then um, hopefully that will um, increase your comfortableness with, um, with starting to produce, um, you know, photos and designs and even video on your phone that would then be um, quality enough for mm. your feed as well. Mm. Mm, awesome. So do you, so do you do, <laughs> do you do stories? Me? No, no, I've not even experimented with the story because I feel it's like I have to put my face up there and I have to talk about something. And, you know, I just rather talk on audio and not do video. Like even as we're going to do the podcast, I asked you, do you want to do video? Because I know a lot of <laughs> podcasters uh, are going the video route and I'm still not very comfortable putting myself out there. So that's why I ask because, you know, I prefer to just be behind the scenes People hear my voice, you know, you can go to my website and interact with me that way. So I've not even gotten to stories yet. Well, you don't. And the things that I mentioned were kind of like from an entrepreneur, yeah. like person that likes to um, No, I'm the same way, which is why when you asked me, did I want to do video? <laughs> I said no, because I like to make sure I'm 100 percent, you know, my best yeah. and I'm ready and everything. Yeah. But like in stories, I most of the time um, do not actually show myself. Yeah. Um, there's just, uh, first of all, you know, a lot of times you 
the angle you share with your audience is what you're looking at and what mm-hmm. you're seeing, whether there's something interesting or, I mean, my dog makes it a lot of the time in my stories, but then, um, obviously I'm comfortable with a lot of design apps and there's lots of apps now that provide vertical sizing for stories. Mm-hmm. So you, um, once you get comfortable with that, you can easily whip out, like if you have a message to say, Hey, new podcast out mm. or, um, you know, anything you've got an update to your, um, business you can just uh, run a quick, and you don't even have to use a design app. Okay. Um, there's so many. Um, well, so what are some design apps that you can leverage in addition to Instagram if you're trying to do this and you're not too comfortable with your artistic ability? Totally. Well, um, I always recommend Word Swag. Okay. Because um, for especially if you're just starting out and you're like, I'm not comfortable with design because they um, you uh, it's for um, text on photo mm. designs. Okay. And so you can upload a photo or you can choose one of theirs. You don't even have to provide the photo, but they will um, provide you with a ton of font pairing options. So you put your text in there and they um put it all together where the alignment's correct and all of that good stuff. So you're not even having to try to figure that out. And you're basically just tapping the styles and you can get, um, pick variations of each style that will like rearrange the text differently every time. And so it's basically just tap, tapping the screen until you see something you like. Um, so I always recommend that when you're just starting out because, Mm -hmm. um, you really, really don't have to um, have any creativity. The app does it for you. Uh, okay. Now, what about you know small business, local businesses, and small business owners? So I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know what? Every business knows they need to have a presence on social media. I go to my local dentist and I see their Facebook page or their Instagram page is just like yucky photos of tooth it's not it's not really interesting it doesn't grab my attention it's not it's not something that i want to say oh man these guys are are pretty cool let me walk into this everything always seems the same so how can you know those type of local businesses be better at you know putting their what i call it their photos or their visual representation on the internet bet in a better format um well (laughs) obviously um, using your phone, I think is great because then, um, in the moment when you, um, have something interesting, if, if there's something as you're, um, you know, going through your day in your shop and mm-hmm. there's something interesting to you, then stop in that moment and think, would this be interesting to my audience while also being a reflection of my business? Um, and so that would be a time to stop and, um, go ahead and, take a photo or whatever, something I highly recommend. And it seems silly, but it's just to, before you take a photo or a video, always wipe your phone lens, Mm -hmm. um, camera lens, because you're carrying this with you all the time. And there is so many times that I see photos and I want to like private message the person and be like, Hey, if you wipe your lens, it's not going to be cloudy (laughs) (laughs) looking. It's going to be clearer. And I can tell you, it's just, for me personally, I'll be like, oh, you know, it's not, this photo is not sharp. I'll wipe my lens, take it again. And it's incredible, the difference. But as far as like, like you said, how to make things interesting, I, you're going to have to spend a little bit of time 
um, following other people and um, learning and being inspired from what works. What are people doing that does work? And I'll be the first to say I don't like copying or, you know, especially there is a lot of cookie cutter trend on Instagram um, and what works. um, And yeah, we'll get you likes and engagement. But if it's not authentic to you and it's not unique to you and it's not making people take notice of your business, what's the point anyways? Mm -hmm. I mean, just pat yourself on the back because you got, you know, 10 more likes or something Mm -hmm. like you know, if it's not helping your business, like don't copy in that way. But still, as far as like general rules of, um, of composition, um, and, uh, what works and different unique angles and perspectives, if you spend time and follow some people that are doing things in a way that, uh, you like and really draws your attention, then you'll learn from them. Mm. Mm. And then what about growing your reach and your followers specifically? Are there any specific tactics one can use to do that? Um, for Instagram or yeah, for... Uh, um, for Instagram. Okay. Um, <laughs> Instagram, um, it, you know, it continually changes. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do think that um, there's things I've done in the past that did work, but I, I tend to not really feel good about it, like it being authentic. And that mm. would be like the pods. I don't know if you've heard of that, where you get like a group of people and, mm-hmm. um, um, you kind of all are like, okay, we'll post it this one time of the day. And then you just know once you post, then you go around to everyone in the group and you like and comment. Um, so, um, that's something that has worked in the past, but I, it, you know, it just doesn't feel really authentic. I think, um, Always try to um, think of something that will spark conversation right now. Um, comments, you know, if you can get your post to to start a dialogue and get comments, that seems to be rewarded the most. And mm-hmm. I think that also is just um, better for you as well. I mean, you can post a pretty picture and get a bunch of likes, but are people going to remember that post or remember you? No, they're more likely to remember if you actually get them writing on your post. So um, consider that, ask, ask a question on your post. But something that I have struggled with, with as somebody who teaches whose Instagram is for content mm. and learning, um, that's not, um, people don't go on to Instagram to learn. So mm. it's something I have to keep in mind is don't, try to start conversations or do engagement things that require too much effort either. Like it's got to be something that the person wants to talk about. That's going to give them pleasure to comment on your post. Not something like, I mean, I've often done in the past, like, you know, what app do you use for something like that? And Mm -hmm. oftentimes people are just not motivated to, um, to take that effort. It's just got to be something that, um, you know, and a lot of times just um, a post pointing out <laughs> um, a pet peeve of yours that, you know, is relatable in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I have um, made I did like a little meme 
ooh, excuse me, memes. I'm sorry. Um, and those obviously seem to always work well. But I did a meme of, you know, this, like, kid was unhappy because uh, he was just sad or whatever. And I said something about, you know, me when I, you know, when um, somebody unsubscribes from my email list. So I was, you know, sharing about um, business, something I think we can all relate when we see those unsubscribes from our email list Mm -hmm. and yet providing humor. And so people were commenting you know, like, I don't care, you know, I don't, um, um, you know, and then other people were like, yeah, yeah, that bothers me too. So it was, it, it was a topic that we all think about, you know, but just don't ever discuss. So people were wanting to, to comment. So it's just things like that. It's really a knack. Um, and I, it's, it's a skill I'm trying to still, um, <laughs> figure out as yeah. it relates to my business, but just that knack of getting people to, to interact with your post, um, in a way that, that makes sense to, um, for what your business, um, purpose is and not just to get likes. Cause, um, if they don't, if you can't get both of those engagement and people, to think about your business, then it's really not worth all the effort in trying to produce a post that gets engagement. Uh, interesting. Interesting. So now talking about your business, the smartphone marketing school, who are the typical uh, clients that enroll in the smartphone marketing school and what do they usually intend to get out of the training? So um, my ideal member right now is usually female, but, <laughs> um, but I do have I do have males. I do have males. Um, it's usually um, a, a busy um, female side hustler, typical typically, um, but also some full time um, business owners as well that are trying to to save time and also market their business. I have a lot of people who are product based. Um, so they need to learn more about lighting and photography and videography. Um, I have a lot of moms who, um, do not want to always have to be sitting at a desktop, you know, even if they're working on their business on their phone, at least they can be on the couch. At least they can be holding their child. And I don't obviously promote phone addiction at all, but if you, (laughs) I'm not saying that, but if you could at least be, um, with your child, um, while you're working and not sitting at a desk, I think that's still so much better. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it, what is taught um, in my membership can be applied to many businesses that need to to produce online marketing visuals, but it, it's typically um, very busy, <laughs> very busy people that are, are looking to to work smarter, not harder. That need to have to produce their own marketing visuals quickly. Um, you know, uh, there's always an, um, a reason that you get designers to, to work on things for you. But in today's um, social media crazed age, like it doesn't make sense for you to always be going to a designer for an Instagram post yeah. or, you know, things like that. When you can um, it, 
create, when you can develop that skill on your own, it's, you get so much independence as well. And obviously not knocking designers. And I've used my husband all the time, um, (laughs) for special designs, but on a day-to-day basis, the, the fact that just the other night I was working on a video and I wanted to do a new kind of like video logo and I was able to do that. I use the video shop app, which is a great app that I recommend for Android and iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that just in a few minutes. It was at midnight. I mean, you're not going to be able to, to go online to Fiverr or wherever and be like, oh, I want this video logo exactly the way you want it and get it in yeah. five minutes. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. So it's just a, it just people that really want that kind of independence to still be producing their content and be in control of the visuals that go out, um, on social media for their business. Um, and yet it's not this, um, huge learning curve or time consuming thing like it typically can be when you're using all the professional gear and stuff. I love that. And now, um, this is more of a mindset question, but what gave you the courage to leave the teaching profession and focus on this business full time? Um, so for me, it was something that I knew that I wanted to do for a while. Um, I think <laughs> for me, it was just, getting frustrated, continually frustrated with how things, even though I was at a very amazing school, but I -hmm. I think I was very frustrated at the lack of independence, the lack of freedom Mm. that I had in my job. And I think um, any U.S. teachers especially can relate. I mean, um, you know, having to to plan out when I'm going to go to the bathroom, um, having, yeah, um, never getting to, to go to lunch or anything like that, you know, scheduling, you know, when am I going to be able to text my husband? Something came up. Well, I've got to wait, you know, which is totally understandable, obviously when you're with children. Um, and you just have to absolutely be consumed and love that to, to deal with it. You know, there, you're constantly, um, having to go to meetings after hours. Um, you're just sit, you sit there and you're told what to do. And for me, it was the more successful I became with my side hustle. Mm -hmm. It it was amazing. Like the, the more I was just like, I'm not going to take this. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like, are you kidding me? Like here I am having this separate world, having the success, having people look to me for help and guidance. And then it was weird because one like, um, issue that was really kind of pushed me out the door was just like having to sit in a conference with a parent. And it, it was just, it was very, for me personally with my personality, it just felt very demeaning and, and disrespectful of, of my skills Mm -hmm. and what I was providing. Um, and I was just like, you know, when you when I was ha- getting the success and feeling this and being valued, I felt like for what I was providing and yeah. the help I was providing instead of being criticized or judged, um, you know, like I felt like in my day job, then I was like 
this is what I want. And and then there's just the aspects of entrepreneur life and self-employed life that are amazing. Choosing when you get up every day, um, choosing what you do every day, um, not having to um, have your creativity hampered because somebody's telling you, okay, nope, this is what we want. You know, I'm the one, I'm the final word on, you know, yeah. What I do with my creativity, and it doesn't have to be kind of squashed with um, some authority figure telling me something different. That's me personally, and I'll just put a side note that the school I was at, amazing, awesome, wonderful, and the things that I'm speaking of speak to the the situation in general for mm-hmm. a teacher in yeah. the U.S., and, and it's just so difficult. You have to absolutely – that has to be your um, passion – life passion really to hang in there. And for me, I'm, I'm kind of, I change, you know, every five or six years I get the itch that I need to do something different. So. Yeah, no, I think it's so true because, um, in recent times, I think, um, teachers have lost the respect they used to have. Like I know when our parents went to school or our grandparents went to school, you know, teachers were so much more respected. I remember even my, my mom telling me about my, my grandpa, who didn't get past the sixth grade education, but he was the headmaster of a school, and he had so much respect in town. You know, people used to come, seek his advice and whatnot. And now these days, it's like if you're a teacher in a classroom, you know, you have to be almost like, um, well, I call it subservient to the will of the parent. So you have yes. to make sure that, you know, whatever yes. the parent tells you is what goes and not what you as a teacher that is trying to shape and mold the thinking of their child should work you know so it's um it, it's sad that it's gone down like that because it is a noble profession and if teachers were to walk out of teaching and their calling then it, it, it's it's going to be a struggle i know no parent wants to to stay at home and teach their child for an extended <laughs> period of time so i think uh, structurally there needs to be kind of like um you know a renaissance of bringing back the respect teachers have to society you know, I don't know how it's going to be done, but it needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure either, but I, I totally agree with you. And I think, um, yeah, when when you give any human being respect and you make them feel valued, and um, and obviously in my environment, I had a lot of that, you mm-hmm. know, and I had a, a lot of parents that did. But, um, yeah, it's just the whole system in general. Like when you don't give freedom to somebody, um, it takes away their passion, you know, and that I know that's a lot of what happened to me, too, was just like it, it. You start to burn out and not feel that the the effort is worth it to go above and beyond Mm. in what you're doing. So. Cool. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about your business. You know, we've talked about your passion for teaching and training people. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about advice for new entrepreneurs as we start to wind down the show. You know, you've already said a lot, but I'd like for you to, you know, identify maybe two or three tips you think would be useful for somebody that's working on their side hustle now and thinking of making the leap to full time or is thinking, okay, I'm doing what I'm doing, but I don't like it. You know, how can I start to explore my creativity to figure out what I can do to create something that will generate income for myself and my family? Absolutely. Um, I, 
would encourage um, them to to pursue to to Google and find all the different um, possibilities of passive income and don't put all of your eggs in one basket. So for me, I don't have all of my eggs in smartphone marketing school. I still have my teacher um, business. I have um, a a separate membership for teachers. Um, I've started a monthly subscription model for people that want to learn stories. Um, So I have four or five income streams. And obviously that would take a while and that may not be what works for everybody. But if you're a person who needs peace of mind, Mm -hmm. um, to, to leave your job, um, building multiple revenue, um, streams, I think is very helpful because it's not likely that all of those are going to be taken out in one day. Um, so definitely that another thing that I wish I had done that I didn't do was like Get a hold of your finances, whatever program helps you do it, or if if it's just Excel or um, right now I'm using self-employed QuickBooks and I'm really loving that. But like the more you know about every dollar that comes in that you're earning and every dollar that comes out, Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to fear the unknown because you know what is your bottom line? Yeah. What do you need to be making? And for me, it was just kind of up in the air, you know, okay, I'm making these, fa- you know, thousands. It was just like a general number. I think I'm spending this much. Well, then I don't know um, what is my bottom line to leave my job and to become self-employed. And yet you can say, hey, I'm going to be brave and take a step of faith and just quit. Um, that's, I, I, it's worked for people, but like, all the stress and anxiety that I would had and that you will probably have because you just aren't sure where you stand financially. Like why? Like be smart too. So just definitely make sure you get your finances figured out. And another thing I'll say, if you're a creative spirit and you love to create, 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 or um, whatever you're doing with your business wise, you're so passionate about it. Um, but you're not a data person, mm-hmm. like still try to make that effort to check your data, your analytics, um, your traffic, because I'm just now like I have the Google Analytics um, app on my phone and I have a couple of other things that I check. I check my email subscribers and things like that, but really try to get to the source of um, what you're doing for your business that's giving you the biggest return on investment of your time mm-hmm. and and focus more on that because you're so exhausted and limited with time. If you're trying to do every social media platform or every marketing strategy, you know, I'm sure that the majority of your um, efforts are not producing um, a lot as you know, this one thing that you're doing that you don't even realize is your real, um, is your, what do they call it? Money, um, um, money. I can't think of the phrase, but you know, it's like your, um, your one thing that really is bringing in the traffic or the sales. And so just get a hold of your analytics and data too, so that you know what is worth your time and, and focus more on that. And don't stress when you see people, like I said, jump on the stories. If that's not for you, like don't do it. Don't jump on the bandwagon because everybody else is doing that because you're going to burn yourself out and not even probably get the results um, that you're looking for with that effort. Mm. Man, that's powerful stuff. Um, powerful stuff. 
And I know, um, just to summarize all that, basically what Tabitha is telling us that, you know what, one is the most dangerous number there is, you know, one <laughs> job, one income stream. Uh, I mean, not one wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, except, for, except for that. Except for that. <laughs> But when it comes to finances and being, you know, an economic person, you know, being able to take care of yourself, don't rely on one source, you know. Even one source of traffic is very dangerous too because what if Instagram or Facebook goes away, you know, then you're stuck. Oh, Absolutely. I am in the, especially with social media. I mean, yes, you know, I said, put your efforts more on one or two platforms, but Mm -hmm. yes, don't just do that because um, social media, like they're, they will pull the rug out on you at any time. They don't care that it hurts your business with a new algorithm. They're going to do it. So yeah, you totally can't bank on just one. Cool. Well, Tabitha, it's been so much fun having you on the show to share your story and what's the wisdom. I really appreciate you taking the time to come out on the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast and just hang out and uh, inspire people listening to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I totally enjoyed it. Great. And where can people find you and learn more about you and your business and obviously try and reach out to you should they want to reach out to you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook primarily, um, and you can always message me there. Just look for Smartphone Marketing School. Um, And then at courses.tabithacaro.com, that's T-A-B-I-T-H-A-C-A-R-R-O, you'll find all my free stuff that I have unless I have an enrollment, but that's just once every quarter. And um, and then my website is tabithacaro.com. You can um, access my blog there and have a lot lot of content about um, learning to use your phone to market your business. Great. And I'll link to all that in the show notes uh, once this episode is published. So thanks for coming on, Tabitha. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Chi. I appreciate it so much. Great.